0: Pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that what you hear will enrich, enhance, and encourage your life in a very special way. It is our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live, hope, and change. And now, here's today's podcast. There's a particular scripture in Galatians 5 and 1 that says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Let me share a story with you. There was this old good old boy church, you know, where there's a lot of older white gray blue hair type (laughs) congregation well there was murmuring heard rippling through the congregation when reverend george thomas placed a rusty old birdcage on the pulpit you know how some of those old saints be like oh no he didn't well the church members they weren't used to their pastor using props in their sermons you know they were old school And a lot of things that went against tradition, they didn't like. So here it is on Easter Sunday, and the pastor is putting an old rusty birdcage on the pulpit. The board, oh my goodness, was beside themselves. But sensing the congregation's frustration and confusion here, Reverend Thomas explained how he had obtained the birdcage. It seemed that the day before he had been walking through town when he noticed a young boy carelessly swinging a cage around, and Pastor Thomas noticed that there were three obviously frightened little birds inside of the cage. Well, Pastor Thomas stopped the youngster and he asked, what have you got there, son? Just some old birds, came the reply. "And What are you going to do with those birds, he asked. Take them home and have some fun with them, the boy said. I'm going to poke them and pull out their feathers and watch them fight. I'm going to have real good time. But those birds don't belong to you, said the pastor. They do now, the boy responded. I found them and I can do anything I want with them. Hmm, but you'll get tired of playing with those birds, son. What will you do with them then? Oh, I've got some cats, They like birds. I'll give them to my cats, grinned the boy. The pastor was silent for a moment. Then he asked, how much do you want for those birds, son? You don't want these birds, mister, said the boy. They're just plain old field birds. They don't sing. They aren't even pretty. How much for the birds, the man replied. The boy sized up the pastor as if he was crazy and said, ten bucks. The pastor reached into his pocket and took out $10 and he placed it in the boy's hand. In a flash, the boy was gone. The pastor set the cage down, opened the door and gently coaxed the birds out, setting them free. The congregation listened quietly as the pastor told of his encounter with the boy. Then he told them another story. He said, one day. Jesus and the devil were having a conversation. Satan had just come from the Garden of Eden, grinning and boasting. I just caught me a bunch of people down there. Set a trap. Used bait I knew they couldn't resist. Got them all. What are you going to do with them? Jesus asked. Oh, I'm going to have some fun with them. I'm going to teach them how to hurt and abuse each other. I'm going to teach them how to have sex outside of marriage. I'm going to teach them to marry and divorce. I'm going to teach them to lie on each other and kill each other. Oh, I'm going to really have a good time. But those people don't belong to you, you said Jesus. They do now. I could do anything I want with them. And what will you do when you get through with them? Jesus asked. I'll kill them. How much do you want for them? Devil said, oh, you don't want these people. They're no good. You may love them, sure, but they'll just hate you back. They'll spit on you, curse you and kill you. You don't want these people. How much? Jesus asked. Satan sized Jesus up as if he were crazy and said, your life. The pastor ended this story this way. Jesus paid the price. And on that first Easter Sunday morning, he picked up the cage, opened the door, and set us free. The congregation sat there stunned, looking like deers in headlights. They didn't know what to say. They weren't used to having these types of illustration preached over the pulpit. But here the pastor broke tradition and shared a very important story to get them to understand that on this day, which is Easter Sunday for them, Jesus conquered death when he got up out of the grave. Jesus died and paid a price for their sins. So you can't sit up in this church pious You can't sit up in this church like you have it all. You can't sit up in this church like you own it all because you don't. The pastor wanted them to understand in great detail that you are those little birds in the cage on your way to be tortured and killed. But Jesus bought your life with his and he opened the cage and he set you free. So where do we go from here? What does it all mean? Salvation by grace through faith. What does it really mean? The heart of the Christian religion is salvation by grace through faith. The Bible says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. This statement has three parts to it. Number one, it has salvation. Number two, grace. And number three, faith. And each of these are equally important. The three together constitute a basic tenet of Christianity. And basically what that means, it's a principle on which a belief or theory is based. When defining the word salvation, we find that it is the act of being delivered, redeemed, or rescued. The Bible tells us that since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, each person is born in sin inherited from Adam. Sin entered the world through one man and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all men because all sinned. Romans 5 and 12. We are all born in sin. David said in Psalms 51 and 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Sin is what causes all of us to die. Sin separates us from God, and sin destines each person to eternal separation from him in hell, and each of us needs to be delivered from that fate. In other words, we need salvation from sin and its penalty. There's no getting around it. If you sin, and you will sin, it's the human nature part of us since the fall of man to sin. Most religions throughout history have taught that salvation is achieved by good works. I don't know about that, but there's no good works that's going to get you into heaven. That I do know. Others teach that acts of contrition, saying, I'm sorry, along with living a moral life is the way to atone for our sins. Is this how we are saved from sin? No, I do not think so. Saying I'm sorry, along with living a moral life, that's not going to atone us from sin. Sorrow over sin is certainly valuable and it's necessary, but that alone will not save us from sin. We may repent our sins, which is also valuable and necessary. And we may determine to never sin again. But salvation is not the result of good intentions. You might have all the good intentions you want, but it's not going to gain any salvation for you. You know, as the saying goes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. We can fill our lives with good works. You can knock on thousands of doors a day pass out tracts, but that's not going to get you into heaven. You can feed the poor. You can close those that don't have any clothes. That's not going to get you into heaven. But even one sin makes us a sinner in practice. So it doesn't matter all the good works that you do. And we are already sinners by nature. No matter how well-intentioned or good we may be, the fact is that we simply do not have the power or the goodness to overcome sin nature we have inherited from Adam. This is where grace comes in because we need something more powerful. The grace of God is his undeserved favor bestowed on those he has called to salvation through his love. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. Even when we were dead, in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. It is by grace you have been saved. Not by your works, it's by grace that you've been saved and it's through your faith. It is his grace that has saved us from our sins. Romans 3.24 says, we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Being justified, we are vindicated and determined to be sinless, In the eyes of God, our sin no longer separates us from him and no longer sentences us to hell. Grace is not earned by any effort on our part. Grace is not earned by any effort on our part. Otherwise, it could not be called grace. Grace is free. If our good works earned salvation, then God would be obligated to pay us our due. But no one can earn heaven, and God's blessings are not his obligation. They flow from his goodness and love. No matter how diligent we pursue works to earn God's favor, we will fail. Our sin trips us up every time. Paul said in Romans 3.20, By the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. And in Hebrews eleven and one, now faith is being sure that what we hope for and certain of we do not see. This is the means by which God has chosen to bestow His grace upon us through faith. Salvation is obtained by faith in God's Son, Christ Jesus, in what He has done, specifically His death on the cross and His resurrection, but even Faith is not something we generate on our own. Faith as well as grace is the gift of God. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For it is by grace we have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, for it is the gift of God. In order to redeem us from sin and to deliver us from its consequences, God bestows saving grace and saving faith upon us. So God saves us by his grace through the faith he gives us. Both grace and faith are gifts. David said that salvation belongs to the Lord. Psalms 3 and 8. By grace, we receive the faith that enables us to believe that he has sent his son to die on the cross and provide salvation we cannot achieve on our own. Jesus, as God in the flesh, is the author and the perfecter of our faith, Hebrews 12 and 2. Just like the author of a book creates it from scratch, Jesus wrote the story of our redemption from beginning to end. He says in the word of God, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. When we think about the redemptive love of Jesus and what he sacrificed. We can't help but to be thankful for him setting us free, giving us the chance to live again. He didn't have to set us free. He could have left us in the cage of hell. He could have left us in that cage to be mistreated. He could have left us to die, but he didn't. He loved us so much, had compassion on us that he paid to set us free. Just like in my story with Pastor Thomas, he bought those birds from that little boy, opened the cage, and he set them free. Jesus has paid the price for all of us, and he's opened the cage and set us free. That's what I call the redemptive love of Jesus. You can be free today by saying yes to Jesus. If you would just say yes to Jesus and ask him to come into your heart, he will free you from the death and penalty of sin. That's what it's all about. I opened the show with what's it all about? What is salvation all about? That's what it's about right there. The redemptive blood of Jesus. I would be remiss if I did not offer you the opportunity to receive salvation today. The most important part of my podcast show is at the end when I have an opportunity to invite you into the family of Christ, to walk away from the penalty of sin, and to receive the salvation that Christ has died on the cross to redeem you from. We listen to a lot of podcasts. How many of them offer you an opportunity to receive Christ at the end of their show? Well, I want to be that one it's my job it's what i'm called to do i'm called to share the love of christ i'm called to share the word of god but then again at the end i am to offer you a chance to receive salvation sunday mornings might be a bit too much for you to walk up in front of everybody to receive christ well here's an opportunity right now Right where you are, in your car, at home, sitting and listening to this podcast, you can repeat this prayer after me and you can receive Christ. It's just that easy. It's just that simple. Just by saying yes and believing in your heart that he is the son of God, that he came to die on the cross for you and he was buried and he rose on the third day just so that you can be set free. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I come admitting to you that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Right now, I choose to turn away from my sin, and I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I desire to be set free right now. I believe that your son, Christ Jesus, died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven of my sins and made righteous through faith in him. I call upon the name of Christ Jesus, and I confess him as my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I choose to follow you, and I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I have been crucified with Christ, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I declare that right now I am a child of God. I am free from sin and full of the righteousness of God. I am saved In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. If you prayed this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I welcome you to the family of God. Go back and listen to this again. Say this prayer. Share this prayer with others that they might be able to receive freedom just as you have. And from this moment on, strive to live a life pleasing to him. Write to me and share your story of faith. And let me know that you said yes to Jesus today. Email me at lifeswordministry@gmail.com, at gmail.com and find a good church home that teaches from the word of God so that you can grow in your faith. We thank you for subscribing weekly and monthly into this ministry. If you haven't sewn into the ministry and you would like to, you can go to paypal.me slash life's word ministry, and you can sew into this ministry. And be sure to subscribe and follow us right here on LWM Podcasts each week. And remember, God loves you, and I do too. This concludes our podcast for today. Through one podcast at a time, we are helping you to rise up and overcome many of the world's perplexing problems. Remember to love God, love yourself, and love others. Thank you for subscribing and sharing our podcast with others. Until next time, I'm Pastor Malik.